Hey guys, it's Sean here with my the Sean G podcast, and I'm here with a really special episode with Mr. Elliot Tobe, President and GM of International Home Marketing Group. Thanks for joining me, Elliot. Uh, my pleasure, Sean. Thanks for inviting me on today. No problem. So I see you're uh, kicking it on the beach right now. You know, I, it, it's a virtual background. If I showed you where I really was, it wouldn't be as exciting. I wish I was on the beach. Uh, but like most of us, I'm tied at, to my home office right now, uh, spending the time at home. Yeah, so I mean, a lot of things have changed. So first I wanted to talk a little bit about your company. So International Home Marketing Group is well recognized through the real estate community. Uh, can you tell us a little bit of what you do? Uh, sure, yeah, I mean, jumping into, it's a history that spans 27 years now. Uh, we are a new home brokerage. Uh, we can do everything. We can do resale and that whole bit, like a traditional brokerage. But our specialty is the new home field. So 95% of our business comes from that side. We represent medium and large-sized developers and essentially take them through the whole process as a listing agent would do. Uh, we work with them on land acquisitions, uh, designing of the product, whether it's a high-rise condominium or a low-rise uh, subdivision of townhouses that are detached. So we work with our architects to make sure we get all the product and what we're going to launch in that area right. Uh, work with their ad companies to help create uh, and develop, you know, everything from websites, brochures, sales office design. But our, our primary function is to go out and get it sold and to work with brokers like yourself and the agency community and the end users out there. Uh, we provide the sales teams uh, to their sales offices and get projects sold so they can go and build them. So essentially, you guys are a, a bridge between the brokers and developers. Yeah, essentially, we are. And And... What uh, cities have you guys kind of launched projects in? Well, we are a Toronto-based company uh, working in the GTA. So if I had to say what our sweet spot was, uh, Newmarket to the Lake, Oshawa to Oakville is you know probably where we do 90% of our business. But we've represented projects throughout uh, Canada. Uh, we've done stuff in New York City. We've worked in projects in L.A., Miami, so we are truly international. And we've taken a lot of our Toronto-based projects and sold them overseas. So we've done shows and operated in China, in Europe, uh, in the Middle East as well. So essentially, um, what, what are some of the uh, projects that you guys have launched that some of uh, we, would, we would recognize kind of right away? Uh, well, I mean, the, probably one of the most recognizable projects that we've done in our history, uh, which sit probably in the Mississauga skyline and I think are world-renowned, would be the Absolute Towers, better known as Marilyn Monroe buildings. Oh, yeah. We were involved in that. Uh, you know, looking in the city, we were the people who came in and with our developer uh, partners, uh, redid Liberty Village uh, with Can Alpha down there to begin with. Uh, Pier 27, uh, three amazing buildings right on the waterfront. Uh, we've been, you know, through the Young and Eglinton Corps with Madison. Uh, Nobu Residence is something we did a couple of years ago that's well under construction. 
I think that's really going to highlight the Toronto skyline. There's a lot. And we've worked on, uh, you know, master plan subdivisions of a thousand houses or more in areas like Markham and Richmond Hill. And I've been doing this a long time and uh, really created some interesting, you know, communities out there. Yeah, we spoke about, I think you guys have over how many years experience? Well, me personally, I've been in this business uh, coming up towards 30 years uh, now. It seems uh, uh, like it's gone by like a heartbeat. It wasn't really even my first career, uh, but I got into real estate and it's been, yeah, coming up to 30 years now. So I've been involved in, you know, like tens of thousands of units sold, billions and billions of dollars uh, in real estate transactions. Yeah, so I remember, I think you were, uh, you kind of, you were at Tribute Communities for 10 years and kind of worked your way up the ladder from there, right? Yeah, that was how I got into the new home side. I started out uh, when I, when I came into the real estate uh, profession, I was a resale agent, um, knocked on doors and, well, you know, completely different time frame than it is now. I uh, wanted to, to learn the new home space and uh, join Tribute and spent yeah, 10 years there. And I've been now uh, at International for, I guess it's coming up to 13 years. So 13 years. So uh, in terms of the landscape of what pre-construction was doing in Toronto and the GTA, where did you see that heading pre, uh, you know, this kind of uh, COVID era we're, we're living in now? Well, God, I mean, up until, and let, let's just call it March 1st, just for ease of sake, you know, whatever date uh, things really kind of turn. We were on fire. Like last year, 2019, 2018 was, was an interesting year. It was a good year. Uh, we were coming back out of things. The low rise side of business was starting to see a little bit of light, but was hurt. 2019, low rise came back uh, and was doing really well. And high rise was completely on fire. Like, you know, when we used to plan to launch a project, our sales time frame to get to 70% threshold, pre-sale threshold so the developer could go, was anywhere from really like 12, 15, 18 months even uh, that we planned for and we budgeted for. And now we were getting to these pre-sale numbers in under a month. Uh, in some cases, in, in under a couple of weeks, they were just opening, selling. Everything that we did, whether it was in Mississauga, in the city, uh, in Thornton Hill, all of these sites were just going crazy. The other thing that was happening is pricing was really jumping up. It was escalating uh, almost to a point that was worrisome for, for, for me and I think for a lot of people in the market. So COVID as you know, something that's put kind of the brakes on what we're doing right now because first off, you don't want to sell. It's not socially responsible to sell and have sales offices open. Um, so we're doing things a little bit differently, but it's really kind of put a pause on that price uh, escalation. And I think, you know, in the long term, it's going to actually be good for the market. But yeah, no, it was just, uh, it was silly. It was, uh, you know, it took us much longer to get these projects ready to go and to market versus what it took to sell them. So, yeah, definitely. So we were seeing crazy growth. And you kind of seen around uh, March 1st to March 15th, a kind of sharp drop off in uh, launches and sites that were open, were currently closing. Uh, like how at IHMG, 
uh, are you guys handling your current sites right now? Well, basically working with all of the developers that uh, we represent, it is a, a diverse group of, of developers. You know, we've all come together and, and we understand the implications of bringing people together face to face and social distancing and what that really means. So all of the sales offices are technically shut and locked to traffic coming in. Uh, but we are operating in a virtual world. Uh, you and I are, you know, we're, we used to do these type of interviews sitting face to face, and now we're doing it over Zoom. Uh, so we're utilizing any of these type of tools, you know, everywhere from, you know, basic telephone and emails to Zoom and other conferencing tools to talk to the clients out there who's still interested in purchasing units uh, or dealing with the sales teams. And we can do everything, you know, from a remote standpoint, DocuSign for our documents, uh, EFTs for delivery of payments, uh, the mail for check deliveries. So we are operating, but not in a traditional sales office sense. Definitely. So uh, I guess, I don't know, I can't remember, I don't think me and you have ever done a DocuSign, but is that something your sites are able to do? Because I know some builders are uh, not okay with DocuSign. I guess maybe now they're all transitioning to it, but is that something that you guys really uh, work with, like DocuSign? Yeah, yeah, no, we can work with it. And every developer is different, and they, they really listen to their lawyers. And, you know, our preference always, though, was to bring the real person and the body into the sales office. You know, you're talking about big number transactions. I mean, whether it's 300000 $2 million, like these are big transactions. And, and to put a face there, and to take the client through the experience of, um, you know, the developer experience, which I think should be a major part of what they're doing. We're selling them a home, an investment, uh, to explain, you know, a 28-page document to somebody uh, over the phone or just send it to them to sign uh, without them being able to ask questions properly. We never really wanted to do as much. But in this current market, and I think going forward, uh, you know, we're going to have to rely on more to be able to do it. The other issue that we, we had uh, in strict docu-signing is, you know, making sure that it's FinTrack compliant, that uh, stuff. So we've, we've answered all those questions. We've ticked those boxes. The contracts are just as valid as if somebody was sitting with us at the sales office. So, yeah, so we can handle it with DocuSign and, and other programs like that. Yeah, I think KYC was like a big part of it, right? Know your customer, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, so, so have you noticed a slowdown in purchasers since COVID-19? Oh, 100%, 100%. Uh, in the first weeks when we were in a virtual world, we were still doing deals. Uh, nothing like crazy. And we weren't doing major launches because we, we pushed those off. But in existing sites that, you know... In a maintenance time frame of an existing site, you would hope to do three deals a week, five deals a week. Some would do more. We were doing ones and two. So we were feeling, okay, this was all right. But in the last week or so, and you know, talking to, to my peers that are in this, the industry who do the same thing that we do, uh, it's really slowed down considerably in the last week. Everybody's in a, in a real wait and see attitude. Uh, this is first off. This is not a financial uh, 
uh, upset to the market. It's, you know, it's a hype health scare that that's caused this and people want to, you know, understand what's going to happen going forward. So it has slowed it down. So, so when do you, what do you envision right now is the future of pre-construction real estate? Well, I think pre-construction is going to come back in a pretty strong sense. I don't think we're going to have the same um, velocity that we did just prior to this. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Uh, but there, there was a lack of supply. Real estate as an investment tool going forward versus you know, stock markets and companies has, has always really shown to be you know, very strong. And it's tied to something that's real. Uh, and that's not going to go away. So I think it will come back. And plus, we were undersupplied uh, going into the market. Everything was being absorbed. It's not like there is 10,000 unsold units still out there. There are very small amounts of inventory still in the market. So I think it's going to come back. I think some of the um, lesser markets... Uh, that struggled may struggle a little bit more. You may see some type of pricing, uh, not correction, because correction is is probably the, the wrong word for it. But you know, some different pricing models in it. It may not pick up just where it left off. It may be slightly under, just to give uh, some people some excitement to come back into the market. But I, I truly believe that it's going to come back strong, and not on day one. Uh, but you know, within a few months to six months, it'll be back roaring away. And there are some amazing projects coming out that people were waiting for and excited about, and you know, you're not going to go wrong with them. So, so now we might say that, uh, you know, the developers might not exactly what you said, not necessarily lower their prices, but maybe offer some incentives some uh, extended deposit structures and stuff like that? Yeah, I believe that that is going to be the course of the market coming back that we all have to look. First off, nobody wants to, to lower prices arbitrarily because a couple of points. You've got all these existing sales out there. You've got to protect those sales. Um, cost of construction is not going to come down. If anything, it, it's been accelerating at uh, you know a crazy pace land prices what these people uh, paid for the land that's money that's already been spent the you know as great as the government and i've got to commend the government for all the actions that they've been doing in this crisis to help people you know less fortunate and out of work doing it but i don't hear them talking about you know lowering the development fees and the education levies and all these you know, what we call the soft cost side of the business going into it. So developers can't really sell for, for really any less, but we can probably do some type of incentives that'll make it easier to get in. You know, the other problem with deposits too is you always have to remember that for the developer to get their financing in place, they have to have a certain deposit in or the bank's not gonna look at it and give them the money to build these, you know, massive projects. So do you envision, I know uh, maybe there was one big uh, breaking news about one developer, but do you imagine uh, more developers uh, coming forward and canceling their projects or, or is that not really something that's... 
No, I mean, I, I know which one you're talking about, it, and that is a mess, and, and it's an unfortunate mess because, it, you know, and that, that's an internal issue with that company that, that caused it because they sold great locations. They sold at great prices. They would have been able to build them, uh, but unfortunately it's kind of gone south. There's always going to be um, developers that can't, you know, do it you know and there will be projects that are canceled uh, but you know it's usually they undersold uh, they don't have the financial ability to, to move forward a lot of guys in the past with especially the amount of projects that got canceled uh, prior to this was because they were selling without complete zoning and approvals in place now almost every developer makes sure that everything is ready to go before we open the sales doors uh, we don't want to get caught in, in situations like that. Uh, so I don't foresee massive amounts of cancellations uh, going forward. Definitely, definitely. So when do you, from your perspective, envision things starting to pick up a little bit? Well, I, I honestly, you know, I don't have the crystal ball. So, I mean, I had a project, a great project, uh, townhomes, really nice in Oshawa that we were coming out uh, actually next week uh, was the original thing called Total Towns by Sundance. Uh, we're now looking, you know, we're just putting it in a schedule because it may change, but, you know, sometime after the May 2-4 weekend or, or into June, um, one of the projects that we were talking about just before we got, uh, before we came on the air to talk uh, publicly, uh, Queen and Coxwell with, context in Rio can called uh, Queen Ashbridge. We were set to go out uh, right after the May long weekend. And right now we're kind of looking at July, but like all of those dates are arbitrary because until the government says that, you know, these stay at home kind of provisions come out and we feel confident to walk back, we don't know when it's going to be. We honestly don't. So basically when kind of the government and uh, things loosen up, in the, in, on that aspect is kind of like when we're going to see developers again starting to launch and that yeah. sort of thing. So yeah. lastly, in respect for your time, I wanted to, I know you're on the beach enjoying your probably margarita and your coffee up there, but uh, so I wanted to find out what projects does IHMG have in the pipelines that you guys are really excited about, that people should be really excited about. So what's going on with you guys? Okay, so I'll break it into uh, a couple different sides for you. So we'll talk about the high-rise side because I know that that's more of your, your uh, crowd's interests and everything. So looking in uh, the city of Toronto, so coming up very soon, and you know they may not be in order of launch and things may get changed. Uh, the one I just talked about, Queen Ashbridge, which is uh, context in Rio Can, uh, Queen and Coxwell, so it's where Leslieville kind of meets the beach, it's coastal Queen East, it's a great neighborhood, uh, magnificent buildings, nothing that ever has been like built in that neighborhood before, uh, terraces, uh, it's spectacular. I am just so looking forward to that one and, and two amazing brands, Context and Rio Can. Uh, so, so one quick question, how many, how many units will that be approximately? Uh, for the, the market condo side, we're around just 400 units. Okay, okay, okay. So yeah. that's something you're kind of looking really forward to. 
Yeah, it, it was on the books to come out this uh, spring. So, you know, I can hardly wait to, to get it out. And it may be July by the time we do it, uh, but it's going to be fantastic. Uh, moving a little bit further west from there, uh, we're at Church in Richmond uh, with Madison. Uh, Madison uh, Holmes uh, is our first client. Uh, that that international ever had and they've been with us uh, since day one uh, which I think speaks a lot about us as a brand first off uh, you know to retain clients that long but we have an absolutely spectacular building at church in Richmond coming out with them uh, we're doing another one with them also at uh, just young in Eglinton but north uh, at Castlefield there uh, the old Capital Events Theater, we're redeveloping that entire block, and that's coming out. Uh, so just, just to that, stop you one second. Uh, yeah. You said Church and Richmond, you said. Yep. So a lot of stuff going on on the east side right now, right? In downtown. Okay. Yeah, so you know, and, and I'm sure whether you, you worked on it or, or you know about it. So Minto was on the east side of, of Church. They just did the same. We're on the west side. So we are doing the southwest corner of Church in Richmond. There's a parking lot. There's an old pub there called McVeigh's. Uh, so we're redeveloping that. And 45 stories, spectacular. So uh, the, the east side is getting a lot of attention right now in downtown. Well, the, I like these. We've done a lot of stuff in the east. And, you know, it's a little bit different than the entertainment district or King West. Uh, it's the edge of the financial core. Uh, so, you know, it has a lot to offer up there. It's uh, you know, close to the highways, there's some great amenities, there's transit, uh, the relief line. So there is a lot of buzz uh, in that part of the city. Okay, so you said the east side with Madison and then Young and Egg with Madison as well. Yeah, we've actually got multiple projects at Young and Eglinton with them. So the one of the next ones coming out is Young and Castlefield. Uh, and then we're also going to be at uh, Eglinton West, just west of Young Street there. Uh, we have a couple towers going with Madison. Uh, <clears throat> going a little bit further south on Young Street, we're working with Great Golf and TerraCap uh, to launch the Claire. It was originally set to come out uh, at the beginning of the summer, but will probably be, you know, the middle of the summer or the fall, hopefully by September. Uh, more of uh, an end user type building versus an investor. Uh, larger livable suites with uh, amazing terraces and balconies looking downtown. Where's that? Uh, uh, Clear? Uh, Young and Eglinton. Or sorry, Young and St. Clair. Yeah, Young and St. Clair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we're just south of St. Clair on the east side. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, coming back downtown, we're going to be doing 135 Portland uh, with Addy Developments. Uh, really looking forward to working with these guys. Uh, we've got a long relationship, but this will be the first uh, project we're going to actually bring to market with them. And then after we do that, we're bringing a project in Burlington out uh, for them, another high rise. So 135 Portland, that's basically in the heart of King West. Yeah. Right. And then you said out to Burlington with Addy again. Yeah. Yeah. One of the uh, other things that, again, now that'll probably be delayed till next year that we are working on, and this is with Kylemore Communities, uh, an amazing, you know, company. It's been around for a long time. 
it's one of the largest master plan communities in the world that we're working on. Uh, essentially, the land goes from Young Street in the west, Bayview in the east, and it's all on the south side of the 407. Uh, so if you drive along that area, you'll see right now, which looks like a pretty ugly industrial place, uh, it's going to be transformed into uh, multiple towers, uh, new transit hub, uh, retail, office, like everything's in there. And that's going to come. And, and we've been working on this for years. Kyle has been working on this for the better part of a decade uh, with their partners in this project. And if you go online and look at Langstaff Gateway, uh, that's not what the project's called. I can't unfortunately unveil the, the name to you yet. Uh, but you'll see the, the size and scope of that project. So you said um, one of the biggest uh, master, plan master plan communities. communities in the world, you said? Yeah. Crazy. How many, uh, like approximately how many units will that bring to that area? Eventually it'll bring 40,000 residents to that wow. area. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. That's impressive. Yeah. Uh, we're working with uh, the redevelopments who we've now done 13 buildings with. Uh, we just finished Promenade 1 and 2. Uh, Promenade will continue in the future once we get through some of the other uh, portions, but we're coming out uh, at Highway 7 just east of Kiel. Uh, they've got a very large site there. Uh, we're working on some other developments with them throughout uh, the GTA as well. On the low-rise side, I've got uh, Fulton Homes coming out, uh, which is basically Markham Road and 14th. Uh, we've got some great townhouses and single detached. Uh, with Madison, we've got some more detached projects and townhouse projects coming out in Markham, in Brooklyn, and in Richmond Hill. Uh, so there's a ton. I mean, there's an absolute ton uh, that we're gonna be launching. In the next, you know, and again, timing is, is really dependent on how we come out of this COVID thing. Uh, you know, we have about 7,000 units in our pipeline that we're set, scheduled for, you know, in the next 15 to 18 months to come out and hit the market. That's crazy. So IHMG doing pretty big things, huh? Yeah, well, we always, we do our part. We sit in the background, you know, you, as, as guys like you and I get to know each other, you kind of get the sense of, of what companies like ours do, but, you know, we, we never overshadow who our clients are. You know, when you're working for Great Golf or you're working for Madison, you're working for Camros and Liberty, you know, you know that these guys are developing and doing it. Uh, we just kind of sit in the background and make sure that these sales and everything is properly executed. So it, it's, it's really no different than what we've been doing for years and years, but some years are more and some years are less. It really just depends the cycle of our clients and what we have to launch. But, yeah, no, it's pretty huge, and it, it's keeping us busy. And even at this time frame of, you know, working from home, it's been nonstop all week, uh, meeting after meeting. The only thing that's really changed is it's not face-to-face. -face, it's uh, screen-to-screen, and, you know, I'm driving a lot less these days. So, Yeah, definitely. IHMG has been a company, one of my favorite companies to work with. Uh, you're, like, completely hands-on, and I love that about your company. And the way you guys have kind of just keep gaining steam every year, more and more clients, more and more units, which is fantastic for guys like me because, you know, definitely uh, you guys are a pleasure to work with. 
and definitely it took us a week to get on here but you know i'm really happy i got to do this with you elliot i really appreciate it and uh i hope we'll 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 start some uh, maybe face-to-face -face sales again soon i hope that would be the best thing buddy you know and trying to and it's, it's always a pleasure working with you and uh your clients and you know anything from an international standpoint that we can do for you and your guys just let me know uh, for sure you know anytime thanks elliot have fun on that beach over there and uh i'm sure we'll talk soon you got it buddy take care, take care.